Do you want to start a podcast but think you're not ready? Do you want to start a podcast but think it's too hard? I thought the same thing before I heard about Anchor. Anchor is an easy and efficient way to create and upload your podcast. Anchor also allows you to upload your podcast to streaming outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and multiple other streaming outlets. You can simply go to the website www.anchor.fm to sign up today and start podcasting. Yo, what's up, man? Welcome back to another episode of Brother Lover Sports. Thank you all for tuning in once again. You already know who it is, man. It's your host, Corey Lovett, and you know who I'm here with, man. My co-host and my brother, Carl Lovett. What's up, What's up, man? What's going on with you, man? How you feeling? Hey, I'm good. feeling good, man. How was your birthday week, man? Oh, man, it was good, man. Yeah. Did you... You had a busy week. Did, were you able to take in any of this great sports weekend we had? Man, I took in a little bit, man. But yeah. obviously, you know, when your birthday come around, you know, you're doing stuff. It was kind of. But obviously, man, I got to watch some some good college football <sighs> early wow. Saturday. But, what a weekend. But on that topic, let's let's just dive right into that, man. Mm-hmm. Let's start with some college football here, man. So obviously, the second uh, ranking of the college football playoff came out. So I'll just read the top ten here. Just, just run them off here. So number one, you got Georgia. Obviously, I don't think anyone can refute that. Two, Ohio State. Three, Michigan. Four, TCU. Five, Tennessee. Six, Oregon. Seven, LSU. Eight, USC. Nine, UCLA. And topping it off at number 10 is Bama. So with that being said, man, obviously there were some some great games this weekend. Whether you look at, uh, obviously, Bama and LSU was the one that probably stood out the most. I mean, that was an absolute barn burner. Uh, The one I really wanted to hone in was that Tennessee-Georgia game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really wanted to see what what that would look like because I thought that was the key. One of the marquee matchups of the weekend yeah. to me. Didn't turn out that way. Yeah, it didn't turn <laughs> out that way, obviously. Um, but kind of, man, if I really to kind of wrap it up and like all in a nutshell, like just kind of like how, how this thing is going to shape up. I don't really know because, I mean, there's really not, with this top four ranking, there's not really much that I disagree with. Obviously, I know Tennessee would, would drop, obviously, with that loss to Georgia. I mean, obviously, they did not have a have a great showing. Um, kind of disappointment. I thought, I thought obviously, um, Hendon Hooker would, would, would have, a, have a big day. But, I mean, with them, obviously, setting up, set, upsetting Alabama, but, I mean, when you look at Alabama, I don't know how much merit that that really holds now. Yeah, but I mean, with this top four: Georgia, Ohio State, three Michigan, four TCU. I mean, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really think a lot of people can refute that. Maybe Ohio State you might can refute because I mean that twenty twenty one to twenty seven loss mm-hmm. um, to Northwestern. Obviously, it wasn't a loss, but they. they I mean, yeah, they, not they, they sorry, played, not a loss, yeah. but yeah, but in that morally win, it was. Yeah, but obviously. The weather conditions were a little little shaky, but still, you're Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You think they should win that game right away. And I don't know what it is with Northwestern because, I mean, when Justin Fields was there, he struggled against against yeah. them Northwestern, well. and I'm like you said, I'm an Ohio State fan. Everybody right. knows. So, I, yeah, Northwestern has had Ohio State's number for a lot of, a lot of times in the past. So, but, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, obviously, that would probably be one that you could probably debate on, but – Three Michigan, I don't think anybody has an argument there. TCU, probably, but 
the way I think this thing is going to shape up, because obviously Michigan and Ohio State are going to face each Collision other. Collision course. So mm-hmm. I think I think they'll be undefeated up until that point, and, and that one is going to be going to be one to see. Obviously, Michigan got Michigan got the best of them last year, mm-hmm. but um, we'll see this year. Um, I don't know. I think maybe Tennessee Tennessee will sneak back in there because I think TCU will will probably lose this weekend yeah. weekend of Texas. Yeah, and also a team to watch is probably Oregon too. Because I mean, we kind of see this too with that number four spot. We see this a little bit like you get you get kind of like the blue blood blue bloods who get those that first three three spots. Usually, it's either Bama, L- um, Clemson, um, Georgia, one of those three, and sometimes you get that four would kind of be like a Cincinnati last year or like a Washington. I believe that was like twenty seventeen. Sometimes you get that that four spot who's like not really like a blue blood. But so I think I'm thinking TC, TCU is going to fall out. Absolutely. So what what do you what do you when you look at that ranking? Do you have anything that you that you would dispute on that, or I, I, how do you um, think it's going to shape shape up at the end? Well, okay, I, I'll just get to what I think of the the rankings this week. I I, I agree with the top four, just not in the order. Uh, okay, I have a huge problem after that, but I'll get into that. You know. And just a bit, but yeah, the top four, uh, yeah, Georgia, obviously, you can't refute them being number one. I mean, they got they've they've got the two best, or they've got without question the two best wins out of all these teams. You know, uh, over Tennessee, I mean, uh, opened up the season against Oregon, uh, blew them out of the water, and then obviously this past week against Tennessee. I mean, they they just made Tennessee look like they didn't even belong on the field with them. I mean, it, it, I think you know what was obvious when you watched that game, and I watched every bit of it. Because me being the college football hunk that I am, but uh, Tennessee looked like they didn't even like it looked like it looked like the stage was it looked like that stage was just too big for Tennessee because mm-hmm. obviously Georgia has you know they've been in this stage they've been in college football playoffs they've been in national championship games so they they've seen it all up to this point and Tennessee just then they they weren't they weren't up to the task I, I think in that game they had thirteen pre snap penalties thirteen. That 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 that's that right there shows you that they just you know they they could that that environment in that stage was just a little bit too much for them. So yeah, Georgia, absolutely as by head and shoulders, you know the best team in the country right now. Um, yeah, and and you know you know you know us, we're fans of the teams that we like, but we're objective. I I, I don't I don't see how you can make a case for Ohio State at the, and I hate to say it, I don't see how you can make a case for Ohio State being ranked ahead of uh, Michigan right now. Right. Uh, listen. This is this is a very talented uh, Ohio State team, and I obviously you know I'm a huge Ohio State fan, so I follow I watch pretty much every game, and they they have yet to play a complete game of football from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And that game last week that that was that, that was a loss to me. That's what I took that as, and, and I, I don't want to hear all this about the weather because. It's not like you were in those conditions and the other team was playing in San Diego. Yeah, it's a level. It's a level playing. You know, I mean, we're talking about a one in seven Northwestern team who I think the their last home game they got they got blown out at home by by forty plus points to I can't remember who it was some non power five school. So yeah, obviously you know that your passing coming into that game, you know, in the condition, you know that your passing game is is going to be limited. So you know what you do. You run the ball down their throat. They could not run the ball at all in that game against Northwestern. And that's concerning. I don't want to hear no excuse about weather. You play in the Big Ten. 
Okay, last time I checked, there's no roof over the shoe. <laughs> so the chances are when you play Michigan in a couple weeks, the conditions aren't going to be ideal. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, I came out of that game. I was very disappointed in what I seen. I, I don't think the offensive line at, at right – it's going to be interesting to see who's favored in that game. Because I know Ohio State probably will be favored maybe by a point or so, but uh, Michigan is – this Michigan team isn't Michigan teams like the Michigan teams were in the past. You know, they're, they're fast, they're very physical, and they can run the ball. They can run that thing. And – yeah, as an Ohio State fan, I, I'm you know I, I'm I'm very concerned of what I've been seeing of late. They're gonna have to find a way. Now, obviously, they were out. They were Travion Henderson, Travion Henderson was out that game, and he's a tremendous back. So maybe you know Maya Williams is good, but he's he, he's not the player that Travion Henderson is. But still, against a one and seven Northwestern team, no, you 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 impose your will on them. So I uh, yeah, I would in my. I would have Michigan ranked number two right behind Georgia. I would have Ohio State number three. And, yeah, TCU at this point deserves to be ranked number four. They do. What I, what I have a problem with is people, you know, people come on and say, oh, TCU, how can you have them ranked? And they're not as good as some of these other teams. How can you have them ranked over? This notion that the results on the field shouldn't play any part in how they do these rankings is ridiculous to me. You play to win the games, and they've won them all up to this point. They deserve to be – and here's the other thing. This is not the end-all, be-all. Nobody, nobody thinks that TCU is, is, would beat you know, Alabama or some, some of the other teams that they're, they're ranked ahead of. Nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks that TCU has a chance to win the national championship. That's not what this is saying. What this is saying is that up to this point, from what we've seen on the field – TCU deserves to be ranked in the top four. Like, I have a problem with the notion that we should just ignore what we've seen on the field and go off of, oh, they've got far much better players. They're, 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 uh, they're, they're a much, you know, higher program, so they should be ranked. No. And that's no. the thing with the committee that they do. They fall into this. Um, it's more – it's not – it's not a what have you done for me lately type of thing. Yes. It's more so what have it's, you done for me in the past. It's branding and money. Yeah, so like. So I was, I'm happy that TCU was ranked in the top four. So, yeah, the top four, I think they got right. I just got a problem with the order. Now, after that, I have a huge issue. It's, I need someone to explain to me how USC and Clemson can still be ranked in the top ten after what we've seen. Clemson is Clemson is not in the top ten. They're at twelve. They're, so Clemson. No, no is, in, in the in the in, in the playoff rank is they're at number ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the college football playoff rank because you know the AP poll, I think they're at eleven. Let me check. Yeah, Clemson Clemson is at ten in the uh, in the in the college football playoff rankings, and USC is nine. I can make the case. No, USC is eight. I'm sorry. I can make the case that USC is maybe the fourth best team in their conference. Oregon is clearly a better team. UCLA, I can make the case I can make the case are a better team than USC. And you Utah be, and Utah beat USC, so they, I can make a case that they're a better team. Listen, every team in this top 10 has a has a victory against ranked opponents except for USC. USC has the 110th ranked scoring defense. Is that a top 10 team? No way. And Clemson, I mean, come on, they just, uh, they just got rolled 
against a Notre Dame, against a Notre Dame team who got who got blown out at who who lost at home to Marshall and to Stanford. Yeah, they should not be on the top ten at all. I'm sorry. So, and that, that's that, that's the problem that I have with this committee. It, it seems that they they go they just focused on the top four and they don't go and they don't worry about justifying what happens after that. Like the like the standards and the criteria of like why a team is in the top four doesn't apply to the rest of the teams. Because there's no possible case that you can make. For, I mean, USC has one good thing going for him. Caleb Williams. He's a special player. Special player. Going to next year, he should be at the top of everybody's mock draft. Special quarterback. But this team, this USC team is, is just, all it is is a lesser version of the team that, that, that Lincoln Riley Oklahoma. had in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Didn't play a lot of defense. No defense. If any. We just gonna outscore you. I mean, if USC went head to head with some with any of the top teams ahead of them right now, they get drubbed. So yeah, I have a I have a huge issue with that man, and uh, I just I I, 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 I it, that this solidifies why I, I'm I just can't wait till they go to this expansion because you know right. And but you saying that do you, and let me ask you this. So do you have a problem? Because I because I kind of have a problem with with LSU being ranked at seven. With that was having, that was going to be my next with point. them having two losses. That, I kind of have I, a problem. I, I, with that. that was going to be my next point. Alabama has I think they have a gripe with being you know have, uh, with being ranked where they are because Alabama you know they have. They've lost two games, but you got to take into consideration like what 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 transpired. They lost on the road to a Tennessee team, and it take it took a field goal that went through that that was good by maybe a foot to beat them. And then they didn't have their quarterback for a couple games. Yes, and they didn't have their quarterback for a couple. Games. And then they lose this past week to LSU. Listen, the hardest thing to do, one of the hardest things to do in sports, is. Well, in, in well, in, definitely in college football, is to beat good teams on the road. We just don't see it a lot. Good teams on the road. I mean, good 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 teams at home usually don't lose. And yeah, it's a different. It's a for sure. College football is a different atmosphere on the road. than, yes. than NFL. And you're talking about eighteen, nineteen, and twenty year olds, opposed to you know grown men professionals who've been in that environment before. For a lot of those kids, that's the first time they've been in an environment like that. So, yeah, a- Alabama, yeah, they, uh, you know, you can make a strong case that they should be ranked ahead of LSU even with those two losses. And But with Alabama, I think the committee is looking at also uh, the, the, the wins. They really haven't had a lot of convincing wins as well. Alabama has obviously that one to Texas A&M. Um, with right. Texas, they 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 won by a point, I believe. So I think they're also taking into the fact, hey, this is what we we've seen too. And see, that's that's where I kind of have a gripe with the committee. Like it's like some teams are judged on with on a different scale. Yes, instead of it all being Absolutely. on the same on the same because you're scale. judging you're judging Alabama. Oh, this isn't as good as Alabama team as we seen in the past. So they 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 can't beat you know solid. They, it's like they don't judge them against Alabama. Isn't being judged by the team by by the by the other teams. It's, it's more like they're being judged by their standard, right? By you their know? team's past. And I mean, LSU, you know, lost. They, they, they LSU probably has the worst loss out of all the teams that's ranked in the top ten. I mean, they they lost to Florida State, you know, and w- which was pretty much a home game. It was in New Orleans. 
which is by far worse loss than any of the losses that uh, Alabama has. So, yeah, yeah, I got to grunt with that. But to shift from that, man, what a job Brian Kelly has done in his first year as head coach at LSU. Yes. I got to give this man all the credit. In you got to give him credit because I, I, I think this guy is one of the best coaches in America. It is a night and day difference from being the head coach at Notre Dame and being the head coach in the SEC, let alone LSU with those type of expectations. And for him to come over in his first year and have them ranked in the top seven after what we after after what he that that he inherited a mess. I mean, they had they had they had transfers, you know, left and right. And this guy in his first year had them ranked at number seven. What is what is being what, what this shows is is something that doesn't get enough credit in in college football day because they they they, they want to make you believe that it, oh it's all about the the glamour of the program it's all about recruiting. What is being shown with Brian Kelly is his ability as a head coach. He is an exceptional head football coach. He deserves all the credit in the world. This is the best coaching job in America right now, what he's done. I mean, he's got Jaden Daniels looking like, you know, uh, a dark horse Heisman candidate. He deserves all the credit in the world for what he's doing right now. For sure. And real quick, when is the last time that we've been at this point in the college football season, Alabama has pretty much been, you know, Eliminated from play. what they're not they're not completely eliminated. They need a lot of stuff to go right. Mm. If they can somehow you know get into the SEC championship game and win it, yeah, I was just that gonna, that, that would that that would you know help them. But they need they need they they there's a lot that needs to go right. For yeah, Alabama. I was actually just gonna touch on that. Like with obviously the SEC is getting better. It's it's getting better by yes. by the day. Obviously, you just mentioned Brian Kelly's here now. Uh, you got Kirby Smart who's mm-hmm. there. Um, the SEC is Josh Heupel. You got you got. It's just, it's getting better. And my question is, are we now seeing the beginning of the end for, for Alabama? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I, I don't buy that at all. Because the, they're just, if, if this was any other team, if Alabama was having the season that they had and they were any other team, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be saying that, we wouldn't be saying that this is a disappointment. We'd be saying that they're a good Listen. They lost on the road to Tennessee by a field goal that barely went through. And then, then, then to lose to an LSU, no, Alabama's going to be fine. They're still top in recruiting every year. You know, it, it's just that, no, nothing's wrong with Alabama. It's just that you're seeing more teams around them start to excel and starting to close the gap on Alabama. But they're going to be fine. Yeah, th- this isn't – now, Clemson may be a different story. Because the last losses that the, these are Clemson's last three losses. They just lost to a, a, a poor Notre Dame team. They lost to Pitt last year and to NC State. And you know that the ACC is probably the probably the worst division in football. I mean, I'm probably I'm sorry. I'm thinking about it. Probably the worst conference in college football. And they just you know. I, I think they're closer to, you know, their their demise is much closer than Alabama. But, no, Alabama's going to be fine. You know, they, they, they still – they just – and they're, they're Alabama, so they're going to get everybody's best shot. But week here's in, the thing, out. though. I think that that's – and you say that because my thing is with 
now I think that now that everything is, like these guys are getting better and Alabama, like I think that they'll be fine. Like you said, they do good in recruiting. But here's the thing now. Now these other coaches can say, hey, we just beat Alabama. Because it used to be Saban could just go and put his rings on the table and say, mm-hmm. well, here, you know. But, put his rings on the table. But now you got these other coaches say, hey, we just beat Nick Saban. Hey, we just beat Alabama. So I think they're they're, they're, they're going to get a but slight the, hit in recruiting. But I don't think I'm, – I'm with you. I don't think that they're, yeah, they're going to fall completely that off that the That goes cliff. to my point. You, it's not so much that you're seeing the demise of Alabama as a program itself. I think you're just seeing – you're seeing the elevation of some of these other programs – Right, you know, around and I just think the, the recruiting pitch is going to be a little tougher than it than because obviously you can just go if Nick yeah. Nick Saban comes and sits sits on your couch, he can just throw his rings on the table and, yeah. and you're sold. And, and, and I think that's going to be a little bit harder. And for him I now. mean, and, and this expansion to this twelve this twelve this twelve game playoff is going to you know be even more of, of a of a of a, of a challenge for Alabama because now you're going to have twelve teams that say, hey, because before you know in a four game playoff, you pretty much knew that. Alabama and Georgia, they, they were going to get the nod yeah. over all these other teams. Now these other programs come here and say, listen, we won our conference, we in. We got a chance to win right. this championship. Right. So, yeah, I think I, I think I think the challenge for Alabama to remain at the prominence that they've been at is going to be more, you know, more difficult. But I don't think they're going to, like, you know, just, just, just go into the tank and diminish them. No, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I and I think – and now a lot of these – a lot of these before, like, all the success in the SEC hit – a lot of those in-state kids or wherever they was at, they would go to Alabama because yeah. because that was all they had. But now you can see Georgia; they they've got something to pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whether it be LSU, they've got something to pitch. Now a lot of those in-state kids won't be won't be traveling across the country right. to go to Alabama because when if, they can stay in because state. If, because if you look at it, like you know, I think, and I, I think you know when Lincoln Riley chose to move to USC. I think we're going to see, you know, that's going to – because look at all these quarterbacks, these top quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, D.J. Uyunglele, who who hasn't played well at all, but he was a top mm-hmm. recruit when he came out of high school. Out of Cal. All, all from Southern California. Mm-hmm. You're going to get those guys now. Lincoln's going to get those guys now. You're going to get those guys. I so. mean, you already pretty much seen what he did. I mean, you know, what he did in the transfer portal immediately, he got all his top recruits to follow him over to USC from Oklahoma. For sure. So he's gonna close down the border for that. So you know, from, so the Midwest on to the Pacific, Lincoln Riley is gonna. And Oregon's always recruited at a high level, so you can never count them out. So yeah, Alabama. The, the, the task is gonna get tougher for Alabama to remain the dominant. But no, I, I don't think that. I don't. Yeah, I think they'll still be fine. It'll just be a tougher task for them to, you know, to, to remain the, to keep the success that they've had. For sure. And before we move on, I just want to say this: there, there was a. I seen something. There was a quote or somebody said they were trying to kind of attribute Alabama's recent struggles to like the NIL deals like give me a break come on man they're they're, they're saying that now these guys got NIL deals that they're not hungry anymore give me a break the kids should be paid it is what it is you we knew NIL was coming we knew it was coming come on listen spare me with that all right I'm gonna tell you about this let me say some real quick about these NIL deals all it did was pull back the curtain for sure, that's all they did. You guys been paying kids. They, they, for they've years. been. I mean, they, they, there's been ways to, to 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 take care of these kids under the table for for years. And Reggie Bush deserves his husband back real quick. But anyway, like, yeah, that's not going to change anything. 
These, these kids have been – if you think that this hasn't been going on for, 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 for years and years and years, you, 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 you're out of it. You're blind. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just wanted to mention that because I've been seeing that that yeah, kind of go I'll, around. I'll, but I'll, so g- give me a break on that. Yeah. Spare me the theatrics on that. So stop it. I just want to say it. So let's move on to a little NFL here, man. So when we first started this podcast, um, around like week two of NFL season, we gave we gave you um our predictions, and then a couple of episodes we 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 told you what our top teams were. So now we're kind of at, at at the halfway point. So now we're gonna give you who we think our Top ten NFL teams are thus far. So, so Carl, I'll, I'll let you start with this. Go ahead. <laughs> now, let me say first of all, I had took my old my 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 list at the beginning of the season compared to my list now. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, mine's not, not really close. close. I had the Jaguars on there. I had the Raiders. I, I'm not gonna even get into yeah. it. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. So, uh, yeah, and just just to you know. Just to be clear, how I do my list is I base it on what I've seen thus far and also what I'm projecting to happen going forward. So uh this this doesn't this this is just what I think, you know, in my eyes, you know, the top ten teams right. are. And we're starting from ten yeah. ten on down. Yes. So number ten, man, I gotta show them some love. I got the Seahawks at number ten, man. I'm not I'm not mad at that. You know, I, I, I gotta I they they deserve to be there. I'm not mad at that. I mean, whether whether they whether this is sustainable, we don't know. But Man, who's seen? If anybody said that they that they that they foreseen this, man, you are a prophet yeah, because sure. I, I, there's no possible way. But you mentioned that maybe maybe the Seahawks seen it. No, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not just saying. You know, in in the with right, the Russell, right. I'm, know, I'm, know, I'm just but. saying with this team, the way that it was constructed going into this season. If anybody said that they that they you know thought the Seahawks had a chance midway through the season to be number one, number in, the, one in, in, the, in the NFC West, right. Yeah, with the Rams who are a mess, with the 49ers in the division and the Cardinals. Yeah, and and Gino deserves all the credit in the world. He does, without question, comeback player of the year. And uh, you know, Kenneth Walker is an absolute stud. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if they'll they'll sustain this, but yeah, yeah I got them ranked. Not at, mad at that. I got them ranked at number ten right now because they deserve it. Uh, number nine, I got the Cincinnati Bengals, and they are probably the most head scratching team in the league right now. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they are. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is a great team. I don't know if this is, you know, a, a, a pretty good to great team. Or I don't know if this is a bad team. Because, we, I mean, week in and week out, we see, I mean, last week they looked like they were maybe the top. They looked like, although be it against a, a poor Carolina team, but they went out there and they absolutely, they did what they were supposed to do. They drove them and they looked like they were, you know, the number one, a number one, if not you know, not the best team in the AFC, but you know, top two. I, I just don't know. Is that team that we seen Sunday? Is that more the who the team they are, or are they more the team that we seen two weeks ago get drubbed at by Cleveland? I don't know. I love Joe Burrow, absolutely love him. I think he's elite, but this team has just been so inconsistent. And I'm gonna keep them in my top five because you know I, I still believe that they're a very good team. But I, I, I mean, I, there's question marks all over on them. All right, now here we go. This team I got at number eight. I got them in by record and by record only. That's the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> who I don't believe in at all. 
I you, on that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you. Yeah, I know you're gonna have a lot to say about this. But look, you heard it here first. The Minnesota Vikings are frauds. Wow, frauds, All right. frauds, fake, an illusion, not real. Whatever term you want to lose, that's what the Minnesota Vikings are, and I'll tell you why. First and foremost, they they feasted on bad teams. They they they've they've got one win against a playoff team this year, and that was the Minnesota Vikings without Tua. Well, you you got to play who's on your schedule. So I mean, come on, let's let's. The only play. other playoff team they played was the Eagles, and they got drubbed. You play your schedule, man. Come on. They got drubbed. Out of the seven wins they have, they all, only all but one. Was was by more than one possession. Was more than was more by more than one score. The only convincing win they have this year is against the, was week one at home against the Green Bay Packers, and we know and we see what they are. The same Green Bay Packers team that that put up nine points against the Detroit Lions, the worst defense in the NFL. So no, they, they, no, they're not an elite team. They're they're not they're not. I, I don't I don't I don't foresee them. Kirk Cousins can sit in first class and wear all this icy want to, which is which is. No, which is ironic because that's exactly what I expect him to do when they come playoff time and the money's on the table. Freeze. Pretty, so pretty harsh criticism. Yeah, I, me, nah, right? nah. I'm, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, they, they lucky. <laughs> they, they lucky. I put him on this list. I was tempted to leave him off, but nah, I'm not. I'm not told him in the like this at all whatsoever. So they, 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 they sit him right there at number eight. And they should be ready for that. I put him right there. Uh, number seven, I have the 49ers because I think they're about to take off. They're going to get Debo back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is going to end up being the most impactful trade that we've seen at the trade deadline, even though it didn't happen at the trade deadline. It happened probably a week before. But, yeah, I I think they're on the verge of taking off because, you know, like I said, I don't know how sustainable the success is going to be of the Seattle Seahawks. I think at some point they're a game behind them right now. They're going to take off. This is a good football team. You know they got a they got a dynamic offense with a lot of playmakers. Their defense is is is, is solid. They can really rush the passer. So yeah, they're they're gonna. I, I I like the Minnesota Vikings going forward a lot. Number six, I got the I got the Dolphins. Tua's look great. He's looked great. I you know I have I had a lot of criticism on Tua coming out. You know, and I think you know he's kind of playing. You know, he's overachieving, and it's a, it's a testament to man. Have we ever seen – has there ever been anything at the wide receiver position like Tyreek Hill in this league? I haven't seen anything. This guy is as dynamic and as explosive as they come. I mean, the guy has – He's on pace for almost – Yeah, he has 1,100 yards, yards and, I mean, and through eight games. He should get some – I know it's never happened, but he should get some MVP. Definitely. Considering Tua was out for, for multiple games. I mean, the difference that he makes on this team – and you know, all, all I mean, I never bought into all that stuff. People was talking about, you know, when he when he when he left Kansas City, uh, he we, we're gonna, you know, he's gonna be diminished. No, this guy is as dynamic as they come, and um, and Mike McDaniel does a great job, of, you know, implementing in ways to give him the football in different ways because Tua Tua doesn't have the arm that Mahomes has. That's well documented, but they scheme him great. He gets him the ball, and yeah, the Dolphins. I, I think. I got them at six right now, but I think they're going to ascend and they can they can wind up being higher on this list because, you know, they're all in. You know, the, the here's something interesting. I don't know if you knew this or not, but think about this. Last year's draft, the 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 four, the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers traded up uh, from the 12th pick to get the third pick from the Miami Dolphins. 
uh, to, to, and, and, event, and ultimately drafted Trey Lance. So the Dolphins acquired the number two – they, they acquired the number 12 pick in which they had drafted Jalen Waddle, and they acquired three first-round picks and a second-round pick. They acquired – they used those picks to acquire Tyreek Hill, and then they just acquired Bradley Chubb with the deadline. They're, I, they're so, so when you break it, so when you essentially break it all down, the trade end up goes down is Trey Lance for Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. That is what you call a heist. Good management, man. Chris Greer, all the credit in the world. That 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 is unbelievable. I can believe that. And credit to them because, you know, they didn't just acquire all that draft capital and just sit on it like we've seen so many other teams do. They said no. We're in win now mode. We're going to go out there and we're going to acquire the talent that's going to help us win now. So they deserve all the credit in the world for that. I got them at number six, and I think they're going to, you know, take off even more. Number five. How about them Cowboys? I got them at number five right now uh, because I love what I've been seeing. Uh, obviously, the offense, you know, concerns me because I don't know if they, you know, have, you know, uh, I don't think. Their their offense is, you know, explosive enough to compete with some of these other top-tier teams. But, yeah, I got the Cowboys in at number five right now. Hmm. Uh, and that's to be – obviously, that's to be continued. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's obvious that I've been far more bullish on this team than you've been. I, I love what I'm seeing from the Cowboys, right? I got to be honest. I really do. Now, can, is it sustainable? Only God knows. But right now, yeah, they're sitting at number five for me. Number four, I got Baltimore um, because I think that they could easily be – their record could easily be as better, as better than what it is right now. They just, have to, they just have to finish games from start to finish. And when you can run the ball the way that they can run the ball, I seen the stat earlier that, 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 they've, that they've rushed over 120 yards every game this year. That is unbelievable. That's unheard of. I think you got to go all the way back to like the 85 Bears, the last team that did that. And they're going to get some of their key players back. They're going to get Mark Andrews back. Uh, they're going to get Gus Edwards back. They're going to get J.K. Dobbins back. So, yeah, I think the Ravens are, you know, a legit title contender. Mm -hmm. and so I got them sitting at number four. Uh, number three, I got the Chiefs. Um, although they've been they've been playing with fire a lot this year. Um I mean, they almost lost to Malik Willis the other night. That's that's kind of concerning. But, I mean, when you got a player as great as Patrick Mahomes, you got the edge over pretty much everybody that you go out against. And, and I'm not going to say it now because he's still, you know, he's still got a little bit more work to do. But, I mean, Tra Travis Kelsey, man, this guy. Looks like the GOAT tight end. I'll he it. looks like it. He's not quite there yet. I will still, I will still get Gronk the edge right now. But, man. There hasn't been there hasn't been anything like him at the position. I'll say that. Yeah, he's such a he makes such a difference. Out yeah. There, so yeah, Chiefs right there at number three, um, as they should be. Uh, number two, I got the Bills. Although although okay. I I didn't I didn't like what I I saw last Sunday, um, but um, you can't deny the talent that this team has. You know, obviously they they check all the boxes as a contender contender team. Even though I mean, listen. It's hard to win week in and week out in the NFL. You're not going to play your best every game. And they definitely didn't play their best last Sunday against the Jets, who who I do think are underrated. They didn't make my list, but uh, I do think they're underrated. Sauce Gardner looks like he's on his way to being the lead cornerback. Uh, but, yeah, I got the Bills right there. Um, 
they'll they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. No, they, they, you have games like that. I think they've they've done enough up to this point to prove that they that, that they're that they're legit and they they're going to be right there at the end of it. And uh, who can argue number one, man? Philadelphia Eagles, undefeated. Jalen Hurts is my MVP at this point. Uh, now they did show some concerning signs, you know, uh, past Thursday night when they played Houston. I mean, they they let them run up and down the field on them. And I think that was more so about them not, like, you know, playing down to the competition, not taking them seriously. But I, I've seen enough of this team. This is probably the most complete team in the, in the league right now from top to bottom. You know, they, 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 check, they, they, got every, they got every component you would want in the title contending team. You know, they got a, 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 a elite performer at the quarterback position right now. Their run game is solid. They got an elite number one receiver in A.J. Brown. And they got elite playmakers on defense and they can get after you. And they turn the ball over, too. So they check all the boxes. As, as as the best team. So, yeah, that rounds up my top ten. So you got Seahawks ten. Bengals nine. Okay. Vikings eight. Dolphins six. Cowboys five. Ravens four. Three to Chiefs. Two to Bills. And uh, number one, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And you had Niners at seven. Did I not say? Yeah, I got yeah. four Niners in there at seven. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Here's my top ten. Enjoyed everything I heard from you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Except a few things, but... I'll address it here. So, 10, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans solely because of Derrick Henry. They I were mean, close for me. Yeah, I, and I had him right there on that edge. But I, I'm going to go ahead and knock him in the top 10 because if Ryan Tannehill starts that game against the Chiefs, I think they win that game. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I would have definitely really agreed with that. I, I, and I'm not a Ryan Tannehill yeah, fan I'm not, at all. You, I'm but, not – Heavy on Ryan Tannehill yeah. at all, but I, I like I like Malik Willis. I think he has some a lot of things to improve on, but I mean, obviously he's a rookie, so I mean he'll get better. But if they have Ryan Tannehill in that game against Kansas City, I think they win that. Obviously, they're, they're, they sit at five and three. Obviously, somebody has to win that division, and I think they will win that division. Um, but King Henry, man, he is man, just as just good as they come. He's a difference maker. Difference maker, man. I mean, it's it's just so crazy that that they know he's getting the ball, and, and, and like they stacked the box on him, and he's and he just continues to get what he gets. So yeah, I got Tennessee at at, at ten, just solely off of Derrick Henry. Nine, um, I got the Seahawks. I think they're I think they're at nine. Um, Geno Smith is leading the league in in completion percentage at seventy three percent. Wow. So. And, and and one thing that defense obviously Pete Carroll's a defensive coach, so mm-hmm. we knew that they would still be viable on defense. But that rookie corner that they took in that Man. fifth round, Tariq Woolen, he is a stud. I mean, bro. we talk. I mean, and and I this give, this rookie and, cornerback and, class is really and I, good. And I give Sauce credit because I think he's legit. But we talk about Sauce. We we should be talking about this guy. This guy needs got has got to get some praise. That guy is as is is as good as corner as they come. As a, he 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 yeah yeah he as a, as, as, a, as a rookie corner he's one of the best. Yes, I've he seen. checks all the boxes. So I got Seahawks at nine because I just think obviously with DK and uh, Lockett they they just look good and Geno Smith has gotten better at not making mistakes. He's not he's not gonna he's not gonna impress you with with the flashy passes. Obviously not the Patrick Mahomes, not things like that. But he just makes the right decisions. 
Yeah. So Geno's played very well. He doesn't really put the ball in in harm's way as much as he as he did in New York. So I think they're at nine, eight. I have, I got the Bengals as well. I mean, and it's just off for sure because obviously last year they they I believe they were um, seven and six or something like that, and they kind of they kind of went on a hot streak. So and obviously that injury to sorry, who you got at seven, eight. I got eight. Uh, the Bengals. Yeah. Uh huh. So, and obviously Jamar Chase with with that hip injury, and obviously this this is just a question mark, and I'm just putting them them there off of just just because solely because of Joe Barrow. Exactly. I mean, because and this is what I'll give Joe Barrow, bro. As bad as that offensive line is, he it just seems not to affect him because he may get hit seven times or sacked eight times. But he's just gonna come right back. He's just gonna keep going. So he is as mentally tough as I've ever he's seen. He's mentally yeah. tough because we've seen that that just kind of suck the life and yeah, because drain, you, yeah, drain because, because you, you you'll, you'll break you'll break a quarterback's yeah, will at some point. Uh, absolutely, they 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 take the, they endure that type of punishment at some point. It's gonna affect them. Absolutely, you know you'll so, start seeing ghosts. It, it'll affect your play. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I got them at eight, and that is a question mark for me. Seven, I, I got the Cowboys at seven. Thanks a lot, Joe Mixon, for what you did to me in fantasy this week. By the way, great, great day for him. But um, yeah, seven. I got, I got the Cowboys. Um, they're kind of a question mark mm. for me too. Um, obviously, that defense isn't a question mark at all because I think that they're legit, as legit as I've ever seen them. But the offense for me is a question mark. Yes, I just, I just need to, I just need to see Dak do a little more. Um, obviously, Tony Pollard had a tremendous day. Uh, a couple weeks ago against the Bears, but I just and here's the thing, and I know you said you don't want to hear Jerry Jones talk, but they they might be in on this Od- on the on this Odell Beckham. That would be a perfect match. It would. I mean, they but- have not had a receiver over a hundred yards yet in this in this season. So that would be this, that would that would provide such yeah. a spark to this offense. That would that that would that that would that would be. And I'm that that would be exactly what the doctor. Yeah, me too. That would be I'm exactly what the doctor ordered for this team. Because, yeah, uh, not all, uh, not one 100 yard receiving game. And l- listen, I mean, I, I, I don't. This is not, and I, I love the guy, but I, I think I've seen enough to this point. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think Ceedee Lamb can be the number one, the number one option for a, for a good offense. I, I don't, because some guys aren't just aren't meant to be number one receivers. I mean, we, we see it a lot. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster had some great years when he was, you know, lined up on the other side of Antonio Brown. Soon as AB left, never, never performed that level again. Yeah, you know, and you know, to me, I really, I haven't seen enough to judge. To judge, I, I think at, I have. No, but not to not as a number one receiver because this is really his first year as being the number one receiver. And if you look at it, Cooper Rush was in as his quarterback for the majority of. So I, I'll give CD CD Lamb a pass on this. I just need to see more. Obviously, I think he he drops a lot of balls. Obviously, that's that's one of his his gray areas. And but I think I think the jury remains out to me on that because I, I like CD. I think I, think, I do too. I like I said, a, this is not a knock against the guy I think at all. He, he I, was I, a steal at that draft for him to be on that board at seventeen was crazy to me. I I just, I just think that he would be much. You you would get the best out of him. You know if you because. We we all know Amari's a, uh, Amari was a number one receiver. You know he's one of the best route runners in the game for sure. You know, and you know CD doesn't. You know he doesn't possess that type of skill set because 
when when you're a number one receiver, it's very different for you to go out and be you know have success and be effective when the when when the defense knows you're the guy and they keen and lock in on you. You're gonna draw the the team's best corner every week in and week out. Yeah, and but yeah, like I said. I don't want to spend too much time on the Cowboys. But, yeah, Odell. We're going to talk about them here in just a second. Odell would be great. Odell would be great for that. Um, Yeah, I have the Cowboys at seven. Six, I have the Miami Dolphins at number six. Mm -hmm. Tua, he's probably last, but I think he should be in the MVP conversation along with Tyreek. Because Tua, I mean, like you said, there was a lot lot of speculation about Tua. Tua can't give him the ball. He can't – his deep ball. He can't throw the deep ball. But – Got to give him credit right now. Got to give him credit. He's delivered. So, I got the Dolphins at six. I think McDaniel is a genius offensive mind. Yeah, he's They went out and got Bradley Chubb, and I think they're legit. So, I got them at number six, and that their division is is pretty tough. But Yes, it is. And five, I know you're not going to like this, but I got the Vikings. I know you called them fraudulent. I know what you used a lot of words, a lot of adjectives to describe them as fraudulent. I'm not buying it. Mm-mm. I'm not buying. I listen. As long as you don't put them on Monday night, I believe in Kirk Cousins. Who have they beat? You play who's on your schedule, man. You have to play who's on your schedule. I mean, I can't. I can't fault them for playing who's on their schedule. All, all I have to do is look at who they played and look at what they've done. And obviously, that Monday night game against the Eagles, I can't defend it. But here's the thing. They're a good football team. How do we know that? What, what, like you what, play who's on your schedule, man. I can't. I can't. What do you mean? How do we know that? I'm looking at what I've seen thus far. Isn't that what we're doing? Are the are, are the Giants a good football team? They're not in my top ten. But they they they, they, they uh, up to this point. What what, what are they record? Or were they six and two? Six and two. They're not in my top ten, so they're irrelevant. All right. They're so, so what, they're what, solely what, dependent what, on. See the difference between them; they're solely dependent on Saquon. Minnesota, Dalvin Cook is a good running back. You got Jay Jettas. You got Adam Thielen. Listen, guys, Cook Cousins is not a bad quarterback. He's not bad. I I believe in him, so I got the Vikings at five. I know you think they're fraudulent, but hey, I'm believing them. Four, I got Baltimore. I like what I seen on Monday night. They can Baltimore. They can just run the ball. Run it, run it. They've up. got they've got a formula, and you can't stop it. Yep. They line up, and they say stop us, and defenses can't do it. And you mentioned Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. There, I don't think they're missing them because Kenyon Drake has provided a, well, no, a, a awesome but, spark because I mean this is a run based system. Yes. That offensive line is the way is, the way just, their system the way their system is structured, it's it's structured to have success in the run game, regardless of who you have out there. Now those players may be more talented than Kenyon Drake. I think they are. But with Lamar and you know the way that the way defenses have to, you know, game plan for him that it just sets up for for a successful run game. So yeah, I yeah, I am totally in on the Ravens. So totally in. Baltimore I got at 4, you know, I'm believe I'm a heavy believer in Lamar Jackson. 3, I got the Bills. And the only reason I didn't have them at 2 is because I think they're just too solely dependent on Josh Allen. They don't have I think that they really they should have exhausted every option to go get CMC. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have a run game. And when you don't have a run game, you see performances like you'd seen Sunday against the Jets. 
and the, they're they're leaning on Josh Allen to be 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 the he run is game. the run game. Yes, <laughs> and you can't do that. And, and you know I'm a huge fan of Cam, but you're going to turn this guy into another Cam. Well, when it comes into when he's in eight years in his career, he's going to be too beat up and battered. So I think they're just too solely dependent on Josh Allen. They got to get a run game, and they say a run game is the quarterback's best friend. Mm-hmm. You, they have to, they have to establish the run somehow. Well, the, and the main thing is when you watch them. I also think they abandoned the run too quickly as well. Exactly. They, they, I mean, saying. if you if you watch that game last Sunday, I mean, they they just completely went away they from went the away run. from it. They went away from it. So I got them at three, and then at two, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is just is just a generational talent. Absolutely. There's no there's no yeah, other way that I can nobody mark it can up. debate that at this point. No other way I can mark it up. He's just a generational talent, and and and, and you touched on the Tyreek thing, and, and it was kind of on the other side too. A lot of people were saying that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to be this without Tyreek. Listen, a generational talent type of quarterback like him, he's going to make receivers mm-hmm. better. So I mean, and then I know he he hasn't been healthy, but they just got Kadarius Tony. Obviously, he's going to be some type of deep threat if he can stay healthy. Obviously, you mentioned Travis Kelsey. He's as he's as good as any any uh, pass catching tight end that this league has seen. The best I've seen at the position. And guys, Andy Reid is just he's just him and Patrick Mahomes are just a match made in heaven. So. I know you said you had Jalen Hurts at, as your front runner, but I think Patrick Mahomes, him and Patrick Mahomes will probably yeah. be at the top. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely those two. I think it's their race to lose right now. Yeah, Patrick I'm, Mahomes, like you said, he 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 is a he is just a generational. I'm sorry, did you finish out of your top one? Well, I mean, I, mean, I was I was yeah, gonna obviously go to, it's going to be the obviously Eagles, the Eagles, yeah. but because um, I mean, I think they just got the most complete team mm-hmm. right now. But obviously, obviously that remains to be seen. Though I mean, I don't know if they could. Sustain that going into the playoffs, but we'll see. But, but. but yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're number one. But yeah, I, I really I struggled between the, the between you know number two and number three. I wanted to put the I got like I got the Bills at number two. I wanted to. The only reason I gave the Bills the edge because they did go into Kansas City and win early this year. So I, that that was. But yeah, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you you go you go in there with no, every game, no matter where it is, no matter who it's up against. And you feel confident going because you have him. It's that simple. And to touch again on you know, on the Tyreek thing, I think it was a mutual thing. We're talking about two elite talented players at that position. When you have, when you when you're elite talent, you're gonna have success for sure. No matter what system you play in, no matter like you know, no matter what the talent is around you, your performance. Again. Now, the biggest thing is, I think what you, I mean, you're seeing it. Their offense isn't as dynamic as it was without Tyreek, but that 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 doesn't that doesn't you know diminish Patrick Mahomes' performance whatsoever. You know they're, not, they're they're not the offensive juggernaut. There are a lot been of the there are a lot of more ten play eleven yeah. play drives than the, there were offense, four no, play there, or five yeah. play drives. With there's no question that Tyreke. this offense looks completely different. You know without Tyreek Hill in it, but Patrick Mahomes, his greatness is gonna his greatness is gonna is gonna manifest itself regardless. Yeah. And so, yep, that's my top 10. I got Titans at 10, 9, Seahawks, 8, Bengals, 7, Cowboys, 6, Dolphins, 5, Vikings, 4, Ravens, 3, Bills, 2, Chiefs, 1, Eagles. Mm -hmm. Notice on my bubble here, 
I mean, I I just took. I little, had a lot of fringe teams you know, too. I just took the little bit of doing top fifteen. That way, I can kind of narrow down my top 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 ten. So I'll just name my five other teams. Fifteen, I got the Bucks. I mean, they just they haven't looked good, but I think their roster constructed. Obviously, they just lost Shaq. Yeah, there. I, I don't. But I'm I still believe in Tom Brady. I think they'll get together. Obviously, they they put together a phenomenal game winning drive against the Rams. But that that yeah. might not be saying much. Yeah, can, 14, can I can I can I say some real quick yeah, on sure, that? Go ahead. Listen, obviously I root for Tom Brady. He's my favorite player ever. He's the unquestioned GOAT. But th- this is not a good football team. Yeah, it's, it, not. It, it's not. It, 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 you know, from, from every aspect. And, yeah, I get what they did last week. I mean, and maybe that could maybe that could be the spark that, you know, uplift them going forward. But that was completely more about what the Los Angeles Rams are now opposed to, like, you know, how good the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. What were they doing on that last drive of the game? I just, I, I understand. Trust very me, methodical, trust me. Very methodical. Very. I understand. I understand the greatness of Tom Brady in late in the games. We've seen it for years, but you let them go. You let them go. Boom zing, boom zing. You let you letting you you leaving guys wide open, letting them get out of bounds. The first play on there, you give up a twenty, your twenty eight yard. You leave the middle of the field wide open and give up a twenty eight yard pass play. On the first play, of that, uh, on the first play of that last drive, the Rams are a broken team right now. Broken, yeah. And they don't. Good. I don't think it can be fixed. Well, they cashed everything in for that one Super Bowl. They got what they wanted. Yeah. So I mean, and you know, the offensive line is terrible. You know, this defense really misses Von Miller. And you know, yeah. So. That was more so about, you know, I get, like I said, I understand the greatness of Tom Brady. I've seen it for years. I mean, to me, he's the greatest quarterback, the greatest player in the league ever, not even close. But I didn't, I, I didn't, after seeing it, I didn't walk away feeling more confident about the Bucks going forward after seeing that. It just, Absolutely. It, all it did was re, 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 you know, re-solidify, you know, what the Rams are right now. Yeah, so I had Bucks at 15. 14, I got the Giants. 13, I got Chargers. 12, I got Jets. And right on that bubble, 11, I got the 49ers. Listen, I know you may say uh, I believe in Kirk Cousins, but I definitely don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. But see, that's interesting that you you would say that, even though we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo in the past take teams on deep playoff runs. That's not the only thing, Which is something that we've never, ever come close to seeing from Kirk Cousins. That's not the only thing, though. That's not the only thing. I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo and... Kyle Shanahan's system is a very injury-prone type of system. Since he's been there, they've been really banged up over over the past few years. Well, it's very taxing on and, offense. And, and, and now you got you see Debo is nicked, and CMC has a history of being nicked. So I I, I just don't I don't know Joe um, Nick Bosa. He's gonna he's obviously he's he's very important to that defense. But I mean he's had some injuries here and there. Um, Armstead he's had some injuries. So this is a very injury prone type of type of offense and t- uh, and system. So it, it, it's also I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo in big games, and this is a very injury prone system. So so what I, I don't really I don't I don't I'm not I don't I don't buy the 49ers. What, what you're saying is you you uh, the the deciding factor is why you give the Vikings the edge over the 49ers just we just talking about those two is because you be, you don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo and health and health and Jimmy Garoppolo has had has has had some injuries too he's had a problem staying healthy so i mean we we've seen this re- 
time and time again, repeatedly. The 49ers are an injury-prone team. Year in, year again. Time and time again. I think, well, obviously you can't, you can't forecast injuries, but I think, I, I think they're, they're, they're without question a far superior team than the Minnesota Vikings. I just do. I just do. On paper, maybe. Yeah. I think I think they're built to I think they're more they're 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 built for, you know, a deep playoff run more than Vikings are. And I just I you got to quit putting Kirk Cousins in the Hall of Fame, man. I'm not no, but I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. When, when I'm we just have saying, when we have no there is no evidence whatsoever to think that Kirk Cousins can, can I didn't put him in the Hall of Fame. There is no evidence whatsoever that we can go by to think that Kirk Cousins can lead a team to into title into Super Bowl contention. There is not. I'm sorry. There's just not. Well, and you can say whatever you want to say about Jimmy G. We've seen it from him. Seen what? He didn't. He didn't win. But but he gagged it. He's the reason they lost that Super Bowl. What have we seen from Kirk Cousins to think that he can do that? Well, you didn't. You didn't see Mike drop sixty three until he dropped sixty three. Oh, so God. I mean, come on, give the guy a chance. I mean, come on, come on, let's give Kirk Cousins a break. Those those Washington football team, they were they're the Redskins back then. Those weren't as good as these Vikings teams. No, let's not kid No, ourselves. I don't think we're saying that. So I mean, come on, you I'm gotta just give saying, them something. I think we're over- I'm not saying I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying he's a good back. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's a better better quarterback than people than led to believe on. I think all I'm saying is I I, I, I didn't put him in the Hall of Fame. I, I, underst- guys. I understand that those the, the, those Washington those Washington what are they now Commander teams weren't as good as you know weren't weren't that good. So yeah, we didn't expect there wasn't much to be expected. All I'm saying is I think we're overrating this Vikings team. That's all I'll I'm say saying. this. I'll say this. If you put Kirk Cousins in the Super Bowl that Jimmy Garoppolo is in, 49ers win that Super How Bowl. How do we know that? 49ers win that how, how do we how do we know that? How do we know that? Because here's the thing. I believe when Kirk Cousins has the situations around him, like I said, those Redskins teams were not as good as these Vikings teams. So if Kirk Cousins is in that those situations, I believe he's good enough to lead that team to a Super Bowl. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo in these situations where he's gagged it away. He had Emmanuel Sanders down this up on the post. And he overthrew him. He missed him. What did he do in the NFC Championship game last year? He gagged it away. We, we, we've seen Kirk Cousins gag time and time again in, in, in regular season games. So you want to sit here and say, so you want to hold it against Jimmy G for gagging, gagging the Super Bowl game away. I'm saying, but you're the, not gonna- I'm saying the situation. I'm saying Jimmy Garoppolo has always had better teams than Kirk Cousins. He's always had better teams. So I'm saying if you put Kirk Cousins in the situation that Jimmy G is in, I believe he's he's – He's he he would be able to get it done. That's all I'm saying. That, that and I, and I don't really like to do hypotheticals because if we're a fifth, we'd all be drunk. But since we're going there, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just mm, simply what it is. I, I think you can debate that as well. I'm not debating it, but but we, we we've seen Kirk Cousins gag gag games away left and right. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it, it, you know if you if you were to you know. Flip, flip the scripts and put and, and, and insert him uh, opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo. That that would have been a difference. I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm not at that point to you know to, to to go there. Well, we can debate that a later day. Let's move on. I, w- I was gonna bring up the Cowboys versus the Packers, kind of preview that, but I mean, obviously with the Packers, 
They're not that good. I got but, an interesting take on it. If you but here's it. the thing, though. I'm a little scared <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers has owned the owned the, owned. owned the Cowboys. But we can we can get back to that. I kind of I want to ask you this: What is your take on Jeff Saturday, <sighs> an ESPN analyst, getting hired as an interim coach? For the Indiana, Indianapolis Colts. What was my initial reaction? Yes. You have to be kidding me. You you have to be kidding me, man. Listen, I, 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 I'm not, I don't I, I don't want to kill Jim Ursay and make this you know some like you know because he, because he has you know he's hired two black yeah yeah he had Tony Dungy who was the first African American quarter uh, uh, coach to win the Super Bowl and then he and then he transitioned to Jim Caldwell, but this right here is an example why the so-called Rooney rule has no impact on 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 coaching searches or, or who you hire. Because all I've heard on Eric Bieniemy these past 5 years is, oh, he doesn't call plays. Oh, 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 he's not we, we don't know if he can lead a team. We don't know if he can we we don't know if he can be a vo- What 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 evidence whatsoever do we have to, to to think that Jeff Saturday can be a great head coach? Literally none. None whatsoever. The man literally said when Jim Ursay reached out to him, he actually said he he said he thought he was joking. Listen, there's a difference between I mean, obviously we know that Jeff Saturday has been in this locker room for he was in that locker room for the majority of his career. Fourteen out of fifteen. Not seasons. this locker room he wasn't. But I but I'm just saying he was a part of the Colts. Obviously we know he was he he was a an unbelievable NFL center. But let me tell you something. There's a difference between being a coach on the field. Obviously, we know he was a center. Obviously, we know he him him and Peyton Manning had a connection, so he has to be on top of a lot of a lot of things. But there's a huge difference between overseeing an offensive line and overseeing the whole production. Whole thing you running and the whole shit. This shebang. guy has never been an assistant coach on the NFL sideline, not even a college sideline. He's never been a special teams coach. He's never been an offensive line coach. The guy was an ESPN analyst. Yeah, I just and Jim Irsay calls this guy up and say, "Hey, do you want do you want to coach?" Listen, these I, I, listen, and, and it, I, I'm not listen. Uh, this is not a. And knock this against, is nothing against Jeff nothing Saturday. against Jeff Saturday. I wish the guy best of luck. Hope he has success. But th- this is the case in point. Where I heard that these. 32 owners who are all white owners are going to hire who they want to hire regardless. regardless There's nothing that you can implement that's going to that, that's going to deter that. All these qualifications that we hear that, that that has to be met for you to be an NFL head coach, give me a break. Give me a break. And that's all that this is proven. That's all that this is solidifying. Because I, we we hear time and time again what are we looking for? Oh, we looking for somebody who who can be a leader of men, who's proven that they can, who, who's proven that they can run a, a scheme, who, who who can who can relate to players. What boxes have Jeff Saturday checked off? Tell me. And like I said, I want to really, I'm not, I'm not criticizing Jeff Ursay whatsoever. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm criticizing the system in place. There's only 32 of these jobs. 
You got David Cully, who 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 coached in the NFL for over forty years, and at age seventy one, finally got his chance to be a head coach. They moved off of him one year after that. Well, he he lasted one season. He lasted one season, and he was gone. How fair is this, man? How how fair is this? And this this is this isn't even a, a, a white versus black issue. This is just how like fairness. Yes, this is ridiculous. We talk about equality, man. I mean that. I mean, th- th- I mean, how how are the coaches on that staff? I mean, you got you got Gus Bradley on that staff, who's been a head coach. Um, I believe uh, who else? There, there's somebody else on that. That's a previous head coach. You got. Guys who've been around this team that have paid their dues, and then you bring this guy in? What message does that send to the team? To the fan base? Again, like it, it, it comes down, it just look, you you can you can you can dress it up and boil it however you want to. But the fact of the matter is that these these 32 owners feel much more comfortable with someone who they can relate to, who looks like them, who talks like them, who comes from similar backgrounds as them, who rolls in similar circles as them. And these are billionaires who are not going to be told or not going to be influenced on who they want to hire to run their team. And I, I, I have no problem with that. But stop feeding us the bull crap. Whenever there's a, a prominent minority head coach that comes up and he doesn't get a job, Quit trying to quit trying to give us quit trying to say why. Oh, this was the reason why. No, you didn't want the man to be your head coach. That's simply the reason why. Simply the reason why. And like I said, I wish I wish Jeff Saturday best of luck. I don't wish ill on the man whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, but I'm th- not saying that Jeff Jeff Saturday is not doesn't know the game or he's not no. knowledgeable. He very may well. But I mean, when have we ever seen that this happen, man? A ESPN analyst gets called off of his couch. To, to go coach an NFL team? We've never seen that. Never. I I can't recall seeing it. So, I mean, it's, to me, that was just very odd. It was very weird that... I mean... When I seen it, I was just like, Jeff, Jeff Saturday, the, the center? I mean, you think about... You think about... In, in, from to, to get to the NBA, Steve, Steve Nash, everybody... He had no head coaching experience, and everybody, you know, questioned that. The man was least on a coaching staff prior, years prior to that. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't justify this hiring not, not one, not one bit. There, there is, there is, there is nothing that suggests that nothing suggests out there that suggests that Jeff Saturday can be a head coach. Like I said, I wish the man the best of luck, but there's nothing that suggests that this was a good hire. Nothing for sure. But I just wanted to bring that up because when I seen it, I was just shocked. I couldn't believe it. I, I yeah. was like, this got to be a joke. Yeah, but clearly it was to Jeff Saturday. Yeah, obviously, asking the guy to. Are you serious, basically? Yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. So, um, did you have something to say about the Cowboys-Packers? This, well, yeah, this yeah, I do. Uh, you just said you you concerned. I, I'm very concerned going into this week. Because, like you said, Aaron Rodgers throughout his career has owned the Cowboys. And these are the type of games that we've seen the Cowboys come Gag. out and lay eggs. We've Gag. seen it. When they're riding high and they come in and they go out and just like and, – and just, and just with the bed. We seen it last year. 
when they were riding high and the Denver Broncos came into Jerry World and ran them off the football field. Undoubtedly. Uh, a few years back, they were riding high and they, they went in and, you know, got got destroyed by the Jets. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. You know, I said weeks ago um, that uh, when they went to the Eagles, I said that was going to tell me a lot, you know, about this team. I'm kind of feeling that same way, but for different reasons. Because, you know, listen, Green Bay is a mess right now. A mess. I don't think there's anybody out there right now that, that's picking the Green Bay Packers to win this game, and they shouldn't. And, um, yeah, but this – We've seen the Cowboys in the past drop the ball on games like this, and I'm just hoping it's going to be different this time. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much. Like I said, I'm, I'm a little concerned because, these, like you said, I've seen this before. These are the type of games that that the Cowboys usually come out and gag. And and we've seen this before where, like, when expectations get, get put on these teams and they just kind of come out and gag. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, like you said, they're a mess. This – these are two different teams than than Aaron Rodgers has usually gone in gone into. Yes, so yes. obviously there's no Devontae Adams, probably no Romeo Dobbs. So this this Packers team is not a good team. But this is the type of game that Aaron Rodgers would would, would get healthy on, and 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 boy, he would love to win this game and love to go through that media session. I expect Aaron Rodgers to play well Sunday because. We know that he's no. We we know that he's choked in big games, but it's starting to see like you know it's real documented how bad this team is. So the pressure is kind of like starting to you know dissipate on Aaron Rodgers a little bit. So he may go out there. You know the most dangerous team to play is a desperate team, and there's no doubt that they're desperate right now. So yeah. And, and with that being said, they've got they've got uh uh this game, and then they've got a Thursday game coming up. So they got two games in one week. They've got the Cowboys Sunday, and I believe they got the Titans Thursday. With with their recent struggles, if they lose both of these games, I think you're going to see a little bit of Jordan Love for the for probably the remainder of the season, or probably like the last five games. Because mm-hmm. you you have got to see what you've got. With yeah, this you guy. finally yeah you got to see at some point what you you've got. got you guy. have especially to, you see because what you there's got. a there's a lot of there, no there's a lot of you know. You know, talk out there. This may be Aaron Rodgers. You know, last last year in Green Bay. Yeah, at some point you got to see what you got in Green because the season is lost. Yeah, if, yeah. If they lose these next two games, mathematically now, they're probably not. And Aaron might not like that, right? But mathematically know. they're probably not out of it if you lose these next two games. But you you, you got to see what you got. You got to throw the guy out there. I mean, you look at it. Aaron Rodgers obviously sat three years before he was and. Their their linebacker obviously just came out, Devondre Campbell, on a on a recent um, podcast or show, whatever it was, and said, "Hey, Jordan Love is yeah. a starting quarterback." Mm-hmm. So now, if you're Jordan Love, I don't know how excited you would to be to to get thrown into this dumpster fire. But yeah, at some point they gotta they got they gotta see you know. Yeah, you gotta see what you. You gotta make but, a decision on him at some. point. But yeah, I didn't have much on that. I just want to say that I'm I'm a little concerned because this is usually the games where we kind of choke, but. Obviously, my eyes will be glued to the TV. So, but let's talk a little little NBA before we get out of here, man. I want to kind of address the Warriors, man. They have not Mm-mm. they have not gotten off to a, to a good start. They've been kind of struggling. Maybe it's a little bit of that championship hangover, or maybe it's attributed to 
the Draymond Jordan pool situation. I don't know what it is. What when you look at this team, obviously Clay is on a minutes restriction. Draymond to me, Draymond just doesn't he doesn't really have that bounce in his step like he like he usually does. Jordan Poole doesn't really look right. This team just does not look good. So I'm not sure if they're if they're obviously we know it's early. We know it's an eighty two game season. But I don't know if they're if they'll be able because the West the West is stacked, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they'll be able to jump off this out of this funk. Obviously, Steph Curry had a tremendous night last night. Steph's been the unbelievable. Kings. I believe he had a forty seven point performance, but the question I'll pose, man, what's going on with the Warriors? Like and what is this attributed to? Is it just attributed to whether it be they're getting older or the Draymond Jordan Poole thing, like what is this attributed to, man? Well, I, I think you know the main thing it is is that a lot of the players that they expected, you know, to kind of you know, you know, come of age and step in and you know be key contributors to the season hasn't panned out, you know, right. th- thus far. Uh, Jordan Poole ha- ha- hasn't been hasn't been great at all this year. You know, his numbers are down completely from last year, all over the board. You know, from the field, from the three point line, uh, uh, and the the big three ain't they, they they're not really the big three anymore. It's it's pretty much Steph and you know, you know guys now. What well, I'm not saying that they're guys, but Clay Clay isn't obviously he isn't what he what he once was on and, both ends. And, of the and he had an issue with Charles Barkley saying that. And let me let me, and Clay come on man, we we judge what we see. We out judge there. what we see. Yeah. And obviously you you don't look right. And he's saying yeah. no duh. Obviously he's came back from two injuries. But look, when you lace him up. All we see is Thompson on the back of that jersey. Mm-hmm. We expect you to play, right? Obviously, bro. Like you're so, measured, you're measured by the standard that you yes. set, Clay. Like and we're you, just, just yeah. like it's it's obvious that you're not the same I, guy. Yeah, you're not the same guy anymore. Like at one point, Clay was probably, if not the one of the best two way players in the NBA. Yeah. This and guy, that, and that's just not who he is no. anymore. Obviously, we know yeah. injuries to his right. lower, lower extremities. Obviously, yeah. that took took some time off of his career, took some hop out of his, out of his step. But I mean, come on. I mean, let's not let's not get carried away with this. Like Clay, you're not you're not the same guy. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I think you know you, you're seeing that. You, you know, I think at some point they're gonna have to. And we're probably gonna get in. We're gonna get into this, you know. Shortly, they're gonna have to revisit, you know, making a run for Kevin Durant, because right now, if you look at it, they're Steph or bust right now. You know, if Steph isn't great, they're. I mean, because you don't really have another guy that can go out and can. You know, can, I mean, I think they thought that Jordan Poole was gonna, you know, turn into that guy, but like I said, and. I don't know if the Draymond, Draymond and Poole situation has any bearing on what we're seeing right now. I just think that, you know, uh, we're seeing this is a completely different team than what we've seen them in the past. The, the players are different. Now, Steph looks great, but like you said, we just – Clay, he, he isn't the player that he once was. Draymond, he looks like, you know, he, he he's diminished. He's getting older. He never was great in the first place to me, but – Correct. Um, Facts. But yeah, I mean Steph. If your if your second best player is going to be Andrew Wiggins, then yeah, you 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 can't you can't you can't expect to compete with some of these other because I mean the West is loaded right now. It is. I mean, you look at some of these teams. I mean, yeah. 
Dallas looks great. Luka looks like he's on his way to an MVP. Yes, he does. And yeah, so the Suns are still good. I just think I, I just I just think there's a there's I, other than Steph, there's a lot of question marks. They don't really know what they're gonna get from a lot yeah, of. I, to me, they don't really have an identity. Yeah, right now. exactly. That's the best way I can. They don't really know what they're gonna get on a night and night basis, and like they're 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 not they're not a great defensive team either. And you know, it, it's just like I said, they're they're gonna have to figure something out what they're gonna do because For sure. I don't I don't think as constructed right now, I don't think we can look at this team and say this this team can be a contender in the Western Conference. Yeah, and you just kind of touched on it with the Kevin Durant. So let's let's talk about that. Obviously, there's been a lot of just a just a cloud hanging over over the Brooklyn Nets right now. Obviously, from the Steve Nash firing to maybe that they would hire Ime Doka. Obviously, and now they've reported that they're going to stick with Jack Vaughn mm-hmm. um, and the Kyrie with the anti-Semitic um, drama and everything. Just just it's just been a a complete cluster. So with that being said. Do you think the Nets would be just better just kind of just blowing this up right now? Because obviously I think they're tired of Kyrie. Without question. You don't know what you're going to get out of Ben Simmons. He has been kind of a disappointment thus far of what probably what they projected, of what, he, what they thought he would be. And and I think probably by trade deadline, KD is going to go to Joe Sy and say, hey, I tried to make it I work. Tried. It's yeah. not working. And I, I think they're going to blow it up. And I think they should. Yeah. Because if you if you ask me, they were better with what they had before the Kyrie and KD came along. Obviously, players like that put you into immediate um, title contention. But if you look at what's happened since they've been here, it has not been daisies and roses. Because you look at what they had. They had a young uh, a rising star in D'Angelo Russell, an all-star. A young rising star in Curtis LeVert. A, an, a young all-star in Jared Allen. A young all star, a young star in Spencer Dinwiddie, so they had good pieces. Mm-hmm. So I think that they'd be just better blowing it up, and 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 digging it out that way, and probably build it with some picks. Because I mean, obviously, you know, you're gonna they're gonna demand picks for Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So I, my personal opinion, I think they'd be better just blowing it up. Yeah, so do I. I think I think I think we've seen enough at this point. I think you know, even with this team, I mean, this. This is this team constructed as way it is now is not a good team. Not that they don't have the talent because you know Kevin Durant's as talented as players you're going to see. We know what Kyrie what Kyrie possesses on the offensive end. Uh, so those two alone, those two great players alone. But I mean, they have like like we just kind of said about the words. They have well, they have no identity, especially not on the defensive end. And you know, with Ben Simmons out there, you're playing four on five. He's a liability. He's a liability right now. You know, you 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 know you know you're not going to get much on the offensive end from him. But if he can't, you know, if he can't, you know, be effective on the defensive end, I, he 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 serves no purpose to you whatsoever to even be on the floor. And so, yeah, I, I think you know when you look at this team right now, I, I think it's safe to say that this hasn't worked. Sometimes you just got to cut your losses and, and accept it for what it is, and that may be difficult for them to accept. But I think, I mean. KD demanded a trade in the offseason, guys. He wanted out. He did. And, you know, if a guy demands a trade and, you know, you kind of just for like not not that they forced him to they just they you know forced him to stay there, but 
you know, they obviously, obviously, you know, they met and they, you know, came to agreement to, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll try this out. But what we've seen now, this clearly doesn't work. Yeah, and I think they're kind of just waiting. I think they're waiting to see how things unfold with the Kyrie situation, how things will unfold with Jacques Vaughn. And obviously, I think they're waiting for um, kind of to get healthy, obviously. Um, Royce O'Neal was a little nicked up, and TJ Warren is still not back. Seth Curry just yeah. got back, so I think they're they kind of want to see what their their complete roster will be healthy. And and then know, if that doesn't work, I and, think you got to. And you know, to, to to touch on Kyrie a little bit, I, I think they they would have moved off him a long time ago if they could. I don't think they have any takers for Kyrie, so the, I, I clearly they will move on for Kyrie if they had the opportunity to right now. And to kind of touch on that on a different landscape, I, I don't like the way they've handled this Kyrie situation whatsoever. I, I thought what what the demands that they that they made yes. were a bit much. Now listen, whether listen, I I, I don't know. I, I'm not obviously the main. I, I'm not as you know as knowledgeable on on some of the stuff about this. You know about this. You know this documentary and stuff like that as you know most people are. But the situation in itself, obviously, you know they Kyrie offended a lot of people. And I'm not going to say that he was right in that regard. Not, but he did apologize. Uh, yeah, he did. He Initially, did. he did not. He did not. But that's the thing, though. You you tell people why they're wrong. And then when they get the understanding of why they're wrong, and then they apologize, well, you, you, I think it, that that's You got to move on from that. Yeah. You have to move on. We've seen and this I, with I, other I, things. I don't like, I don't like, what, I don't like, you know. You know, they, they suspended him for five games because they, well, the way that they, you know, described it is his, unwill, his you know, his unwillingness to apologize and, you know, you know, own up to what he did. But he did apologize. He did. Whether it was sincere or not, nobody knows that. You don't know what's in a person's heart. You don't know what's in his mind, but Kyrie. But they're coming out here now saying, oh, yeah, he's suspended for five games. He's going to have to meet with Jewish leaders. He's going to have to, you know, condemn. I, I, yeah. I don't feel. I think com- that's a big. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I don't like that at all. Because we've never seen that with, with other people. Yeah, like, because there's never been. Had to do that. And, 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 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend Kyrie to this, to this uh, not to say that he was right in what he did in this situation, but I'm going to defend him, you know, in, in, in this regard when he says he wants the same energy when it comes to other instances like this. When, when, when you know, when there are other you know, things that may offend certain groups of people that other, that other people say, the other things that, that have been said out there, he wants the same, you know, the, the, the same outpour that this has gotten, the same attention that this has gotten to be the same way. Because we've seen people, you know, say, you know, do derogatory uh, things that may defend, that may offend certain other groups. And it hasn't drawn the outpour and, you know, backlash that this situation has gotten and we haven't seen those individuals condemned the way that Kyrie is being condemned right now. So I, I will agree with him in that. Not to say that he was right or wrong in, you know, what he did. Just be fair. Yeah. Because cause clearly, clearly what the Brooklyn Nets are doing right now is they're, they're – they're, Proving a point. Yeah, they're proving a the point. They're putting Kyrie – they're trying to put Kyrie in Making his place. Making an example of yeah. yeah. You know, you know when, you, when your parents when – you, as a kid, when you used to do something wrong – and your parents, you say, I'm finna get you for old and new. That's what they're doing to Kyrie right now. They're getting him for old and new. Because, and this, I think it's fair to bring this up. Kevin Durant, you know, got into a Twitter beef with, you know, uh, was it Michael Rappaport a couple years ago? And he said some derogatory things that offended a lot of people in the LGBT community. And I believe they fined him. 
But do you think that Brooklyn at one point thought about suspending him for five games and making him go through? Not at all. Not at all. So th- this is them. This is them. You know, sending a message to Kyrie. And I, 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 I really don't like it at all. I don't think you know if someone apologizes, then, then, then it's done after that. Yeah, and like you said, I think that this is them getting getting Kyrie for over over the new because obviously. I think they're fed up with Kyrie's theatrics. Obviously, yes, with yes. the clearly with the, Kyrie's cl- obviously with the vaccine, yeah. and with with things of uh, just a lot of things that that stems from Kyrie. But yeah, I think that they're just, I think they're out on. Yeah, him. as long as they got him, I mean, he's a free agent after this year, and I think they'll be done with him. But yeah, I think if when they come back healthy, if this thing is not trending in the upward direction. I think you should blow it up. Here's and a here's here's a get here, something for. Here's it. a question I pose to you, just to kind of you know go you know away from that a little bit, but kind of stay with Kyrie. Obviously, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Do Do you think that there's any chance that Kyrie's career may be in grave jeopardy? I don't. No, not even close. Kyrie is too box office. He he's too good of a basketball player to no. Well, that's not what I'm questioning. The baggage that comes with him. No, no, because we've seen players like this before who've, who's had baggage. But here's the thing, production and tolerance. Yes, but those players aren't going to demand the, 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 the money that Kyrie's going to demand this offseason. Well, I think, no, I don't think. Here's the thing, though. What, what will Kyrie demand, though? I think there's still somebody out there who will give Kyrie 20 to $25 million. I think somebody will still do that. Because you think he'll accept that? Let's not get this wrong, guys. Kyrie is still a phenomenal basketball nobody, player. Nobody's questioning that. He's still he, a phenomenal basketball talent, player. No, that's not what's – nobody when, – when, when teams sit down this offseason and, and they discuss whether they should bring Kyrie into the fold, I guarantee you they're not going to question his talent. There's no signs that leads to me saying, thinking Kyrie is, is – no, no team would want Kyrie's services. There's no signs. I don't feel that inkling. That that Kyrie won't have a job next year, because, I mean, it, to me, I compare it to the Russ situation for completely different reasons. Because all the talk about like you know, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about the Lakers, but I, I'm just using this as an example. Um, er, all the talk we've heard about what do you do, with Russ? Do you trade him? Well, there's no takers, and like I just alluded to, I believe that Brooklyn would have would have moved off Kyrie a long time ago. If there was teams lining up and banging on the I don't think there's him. takers for, like, draft picks. I don't think there's takers for trades. When he's a free agent, we can we can get you for free, and we don't lose any capital, and we don't lose any players for you. I think there's takers for that. Yeah, but the investment, though, is much different between, you know, giving up draft capital and, and you know, paying a guy, you know, top money to I come in. I think somebody will sign Kyrie. Whether or not it's for twenty five million, I think it's going to have to be a now, unique if, situation. If he, now, if, to answer your question, whether he will accept that or not, that's up to him. But I don't see, I don't foresee a team not offering Kyrie a contract. They, sure. That's what I'm saying. They may offer him, but if they think they finna, you know, like I said, it, that's up to him though. If he, if he's going to accept, well, I'm that. taking all that into account. If they think they're going to bring him, if they think they're going to offer him pennies on the dollar, and he's going to accept that, Kyrie's not going for that. Who would offer? Well, who would offer him a, a, a? Well, I'm not. It may not even have to be a max contract. But who's going to pay? You know, top tier money for Kyrie. At the, what team would do that? I, I don't know one. Even if it's just a situation for him to come in and you know, yeah, you don't do that. 
I, I think, you know, I think it's a very sure possibility that, you know. Yeah, it could be, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening, but I, th- I think he plays next year. So I definitely don't know contender team is going to bring him in. Yeah. Well, we'll see, but more of the story. I think, I think Brooklyn, they're just not currently constructed. We just have to see, obviously, the Ben Simmons project so far has not gotten off. To Man, a good he start. is a lot. He he doesn't. I, I don't know if it's mental, physical. Obviously, he missed it. You know, he missed an entire year, and maybe he's just not in basketball shape yet. But what I'm seeing right now is, man, he 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 doesn't. He, not good. He, he 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 he's not helping their case at all when it comes to winning. For sure. But um, and yeah, they should blow it up though to to take it all. Yeah, they they it, it's time. All right. Well. That's a wrap, man. Oh yeah, I, I can't I can't let us leave without you know talking about this. I just want to give a big, huge congratulations to Dusty Baker and the Houston Astros. Congratulations! I w- I mean I, I I was so happy to see that shout the other out night, Dusty, man. man. Shout out Dusty. I mean you I mean if if you if if you weren't happy to see that, then I don't know. I mean Dusty Baker has been, you know, he's seen everything in this in the sport of uh, baseball. He's done everything and seen everything. He was a great player, and he's been a great manager. I mean, the guy was on deck when Hank Aaron, you know, broke the home run record. He was on deck. And, you know, he's come, he's he's been in the World Series before. He's come up short and short again. And, you know, the the impact that he's had, you know, in, in baseball, is to see him get his justification of the night was and, – and, and to see the team's reaction when they won it. And just how many? I mean, how how happy everybody was for him. That just that I mean that that was just something truly special to see. And uh, yeah, the Houston Ast- the Houston Astros. I mean, they they closed the door on the Phillies. I mean, after the Phillies had that that what was that game? What was that game four when they just when they just had like five five six home runs or whatever? They just closed the door on them after that. There were no hitter combined no hitter. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, that they, was, that was, they that imposed was awesome their will. They showed that they were they were by far the superior team. And man. We gonna have to start talking. We gonna have to look at this and possibly start talking about this as a dynasty, especially if they can win another one. But the run that they're on right now is something special. But yeah, yeah, big shout out to Dusty, man. Love to see it. Yeah, just awesome to see. Great guy. Uh, all right, man. That's a wrap, man. Good show, man. Another good one, bro. Another good one, man. Thank you all for tuning in once again. That's a wrap. God bless. <laughs>